Welcome to the First Pres podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you would like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Pres at www.first-pres.org. Amen. Well, friends, open your Bibles with me if you would. And this morning, we're opening our Bibles to Romans chapter 10. So if you can pull a Bible out of the pew rack in front of you, if you'd like, or uh, turn on your Bible and navigate, and let's pull the Scriptures towards us together as together we read from Romans chapter 10, verses 14 to 20. And as we do that, let's pray. Lord, we do pray as we open your Scriptures that you would come and that you would help us to understand and receive and even obey your life-giving word that we might walk closer with you than we have in the past. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Romans 10, 14 to 20. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one on whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, Did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the world, their words to the end of the world. Again, I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. This is the word of the Lord, and we're grateful. Well, on this World Communion Sunday, we take time to to sort of spread out and and join in with the church worldwide, and and in fact, we take time to to, uh, honor the, the missions work of believers around the world. So let me ask just first of all, if we have missionaries with us in the congregation. I'd like to see a show of hands. If, you're, if you are a missionary or if you ever served in missions, let's say for six months or more, you served somewhere on missions, would you raise your hand and let us just see uh, who you are? Go ahead. There are so many of us in the congregation, and that's wonderful. Praise God. We bless you. It's wonderful. It's something to celebrate but it was also a trick question. A lot of us went out on CityServe yesterday. 1,800 Jesus followers went out on the streets of Colorado Springs, 488 of them from First Pres. So those two are missionaries, aren't they? Aren't they missionaries? So along with, uh, with our missions, missionaries who've been in country, if you participated yesterday, would you put your hand in the air? In any way, if you participated, thank you. Bless you. God bless you, we love you, thank you for stepping out to serve, but that was a trick question. Oh, who are the missionaries? 
Who is on mission? Who, who, is, who is sent? Which of us gathered here this morning is on mission for Jesus? Are you with me? Do you know the answer? Put your hand in the air if you are on mission for, there you go. You are, you are. Every one of us is. Yeah. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you believe in him and your allegiance is with him, you are on mission right where you are. You are a missionary. Jesus said in John 20, 21, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. That means you. You means you. I'm sending you and you and you. Every one of us, we're on mission. Where does the mission start? It starts right here. Who is on mission? You are. When does the mission begin? Right now. And where does the mission reach? It reaches from Colorado Springs to the ends of the earth. And it starts with that first step out those doors. We've been talking about first things first, the power of of priority, holding God in first place in every aspect of our lives, that if we don't give God our first thought, we won't give God a second thought. We want God in the place of preeminence, all organized around our key verse, Matthew 6.33. Let's put that up on the board and let's say that together, our key verse, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. With God in first place, everything falls in behind. Our incredible art community has created a structure to visually represent this for all of us. If you haven't had a chance to walk through the plaza and look up, make sure you do. You'll see that everything hangs from the cross. Everything hangs from the cross of Jesus Christ. So today we talk about the first step, the first step on mission. Everything starts with a first step. The whole adventure begins with the first step. The first step matters in following Jesus. The first step matters in going on mission for Jesus in our lives. If you never take the first step, you'll never see what comes next. If you never take the first step, you'll never see who God wanted to reach through you. Romans 10 is very clear about it. How then can they call on one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. First steps are scary. They're the scary step. But beautiful feet our first step feet. I'm amazed at the human heart. Do you ever study about the human heart? The human heart, about the size of your fist, it pumps about 100,000 beats a day to pump 2,000 gallons of blood through 60,000 miles of blood vessels. Your heart sends your blood each day far enough to get around the earth twice and then some. Your heart. You have 25 trillion red blood cells in your blood. 
carrying oxygen to the furthest reaches of your circulatory system, bringing life to every cell. If, if the ends of your toes get a little oxygen, it's because your heart sent it there. If the ends of your fingers are getting life-giving oxygen, it's because your heart pumped that blood out there and drew those cells back to recharge them again. Follow this now. Your heart is pushing 25 trillion red blood cells through a circulatory system of 60,000 miles of arteries, capillaries, and veins almost 2,000 times a day. Whew. But some cells get tired. They think, I don't want to go. This isn't exactly how it works, I know. But play along. Some of these cells, you know, they just, they just group up with some platelets and say, you know, enough. I don't think those toe cells appreciate it anyway. I'm not going. I'm just hanging out right here. And they find a nice comfortable spot on the sidewall of some artery and they grab some cholesterol to hang out with and, you know... Next thing you know, you've got a clot. Friends, you're with me already. The church is like a heart beating the life and the light of Christ through a city. One of the things I love about, about First Pres is we actually get to be at the heart of the city. We, we literally get to be at the middle. And what I love is that this church, as a people, we know and we value and we understand this, that, that God is using us to pump the light and the life of Christ into our city. God put us here to be a heartbeat. Every week we pull the believers in. We say, how far did you get? Where have you been with the light and the life of Christ? Brother, you look a little tired. Was it 60,000 miles around the trip this week? And we pull them in. You know, the red blood cells, they come into the heart a different color than they left. They're worn out, deoxygenated. Do you ever feel deoxygenated? But then what happens? They get the breath again from the lungs. And they go out. Red as fire, fire engine red, on fire. They go back out, out they go. Every week we pull the believers back in, we fill them with the life and the breath from Jesus, and then we send them out again. Thump, thump, thump. 145 years we've been doing it. Ba-dump, ba-dump, ba-dump. Each week, every follower of Jesus filling the arteries all the way out to the capillaries, all the way out to the extremities. You can't stop coming back for oxygen and you can't stop going out to bring the life of Christ to others. Yesterday we were out in force. Today we come in and we recharge at the table by the word and the songs and the prayers of the congregation of the faithful in and out, in and out. see. Now here's the thing, are you ready? This is the challenge, this is hard, but here's the challenge. Are you part of the life-giving force on the move for Jesus? 
Are you part of the life-giving force on the move for Jesus? Or are you the clot? Oh. We've been jumping around to different scriptures in this series, which can be difficult, but today we drop in again on Romans. We're dropping in on Romans chapter 10, this Paul's letter to the church in Rome, and we just touched down on this one part. The community of Christians there are only just beginning to figure out what it means to follow Jesus in their city, and they're living in a city unfriendly to their beliefs. Their inclination would be to withdraw, to raise the walls, to fly under the radar. But Paul says to them, listen, In effect, he says, listen, if you do that, how will anyone be saved? Look at verses 14 and 15. How then can they call on one they've not believed in? How can that happen? And and how can they believe in one of whom they've, they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful the feet of those who bring good news. You see the goal? You see what the goal is? The goal is somebody got saved. They got saved. It happened. What does that mean? That means they met Jesus. They were running through their life. Someone was walking through life trying to keep all the pieces together, maybe not even sure that God exists. They were pushing through life on their own, trying to make up for their mistakes, trying to deal with the weight of their guilt or or trying to to make up for for the things that had gone wrong, to process the shame in their they felt where things weren't working or the pain that they felt from wounds that they've incurred from others. And they were doing all of this, all of this, without the light of Jesus, walking in total spiritual darkness on their own as though there were no God, stumbling through the world. And then they met Jesus. And he showed up in their lives and they called on his name and they realized that Jesus was God come to earth, that Jesus was God come to earth to rescue his children. They they heard that forgiveness and healing and new life and redemption were possible in Jesus Christ. They heard that Jesus died on the cross to pay for their sins, to put that all behind, and that he rose from the dead because death couldn't hold him and he opened the door for eternal life for all who call on him. They heard that the hope and the promise of a savior from God is all found in Jesus Christ. They heard it and they believed it and they believed in their heart and they confessed with their lips and they put their faith in Jesus and they were saved. As the scripture says right here in your Bible, if it's open, scan up the page in Romans 10, 11, and 13. It says right here, as scripture says, Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Somebody was saved, you see. It happened. How did it happen? Follow the string in verses 14 and 15. Someone was saved because they believed They believed because they heard, you see. How can you believe something you never heard? They believed because they heard. They heard about Jesus. They heard about Jesus because somebody told them. 
You don't hear something unless, unless somebody tells something. Someone told them, and that someone told them because that someone was sent, sent out with the message, with the word about Jesus, with the good news about what he had done, sent out to speak about Jesus Christ. They were sent, and when they were sent, they went, and they went out into the world. They went out into the world, fire engine red, glowing with the Spirit of God in them. And when they were sent, they went, because beautiful are the feet of the one who brings good news. Continue on in the passage and you see, well, not all believe, no, not all, not all accept the message, not everybody, no. But out the voice goes, out the message goes, to the ends of the world, to people who don't understand, to people who, who don't, don't even know that they were looking for Jesus, to people who don't deserve to be saved. No, the message goes out. God reaches them, draws them close. God saves them anyway, just like he did for you and me when we didn't deserve it. The message goes out. And when they were sent, they went. And beautiful the feet who bring good news. Beautiful the feet that go and take the first step. Do you feel sent? If you don't, let's fix that right now. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and maybe you're not, maybe you're exploring Jesus Christ and you're hearing things this morning that you haven't heard before, well, you need to be uh, pushed to, to, to to believe in Jesus, to put your faith in him, to confess him, to believe in him in your heart. If, you're in a, if you are with Jesus Christ this morning, if your allegiance is with him, your faith is in him, your trust is in him, he's living in your heart, I'm here to tell you right now, you are sent. You're commissioned. You're on mission for Jesus right where you are. You are sent and beautiful the feet that take the first step. Our mission at First Pres always has been and is now to reach this city with the light and the life of Christ. And every week we pull in and we recharge and we head out. I know a guy named Bruce Buell who goes every Monday night all the way down to Canyon City to lead a prison ministry, has now for I think nearly 30 years. I know a guy named Dick Schultz who goes over to Asia to, to, to train CEOs in Christian business practices and introduce them to, to who Jesus is. I know a, a woman named Suze Hess who wakes up every Monday morning and goes back into her position as director of family life services where she shelters women and children who are in a desperate situation. I know a bunch of people in our church who foster children and who support families who foster children through Hope and Home a foster agency, one of the most successful in Colorado that was begun right here in our Pathfinder Sunday School class. Hundreds of us were out yesterday for CityServe, and I bet many of us will return to those places of need again and again. You see, we come in and we go out. Our church, it reaches Colorado Springs. It reaches our, our nation in places of need. It regularly touches people in Cuba, Guatemala, Egypt, India, Mongolia, all very regularly in a meaningful relationship of help. 
Today we have our Compassion Info booth set up in the plaza. Hundreds of Compassion Kids are sponsored by members of this church. Maybe you'd like to start one today. I know that, that they need 60. There are 60 kids that need compassion sponsors, uh, compassion sponsors this morning. Maybe that's you. Are you part of the life-giving flow of the light and life of Christ, pumping again through arteries of need, pumping out, filling every artery, all the way to the capillaries, all the way to the extremities? Are you part of it? Or are you feeling like you're part of the clot? Don't be part of the clot. Who wants to be a clot? I mean, it just sounds terrible for one thing. No. Listen, all you need is one step. All you need is the first step. So let me give you my my advice about taking the first step. Just a few points of advice. First, define a mission field. Find some area that you think, I think God wants me maybe to, 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 to make a difference in this area. Define a mission field. That's number one. Number two, start praying for it. Just pray and pray and pray and wait. Wait. And that's the third step is wait for God to show you the opportunity and open the door. And then the fourth step, when the door is open and the opportunity comes, pounce on it. Get there. Take the first step. Beautiful are the feet that bring good news. Take the first step. Beautiful are the feet that go when sent. You know, beautiful feet don't have all the answers. Beautiful feet don't have all the solutions to all the problems of the world. But beautiful feet, they do this one thing. They take the first step. Step out and watch what God does through you. Let's pray together. Lord, how will anyone know how beautiful how majestic, how glorious you are, how victorious you are in Jesus Christ, how beautiful is your gospel, your good news about Jesus. How will anyone know unless they're told and they can hear because when someone was sent, they went. Lord, everyone here in this room Everyone within the sound of my voice, worshiping with us, whether here or worshiping at home via live stream, Lord, we know that for every believer, you have a a next first step for us to take. And so I pray for the courage this morning that we would all stick out our foot and lean forward, trusting you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.first-prez.org.